0: Scars of the Past, The Life Story of Son Gohan, A Dragon Ball Z fic Written by, Frozen Flower, Read by, Dr. Fumbles McStupid, Warning for Discussions and Depictions of Torture and Rape, Warnings for Suicide, Prologue. Goku's mouth was dry and his head was pounding, but his feet kept on going. Next to him ran his arch-rival, the evil Piccolo, who somehow didn't seem quite so evil anymore. Down the endless path of Snake Way they ran together, side by side, and the pounding of their feet played a tune in Goku's head. My son is gone. My son is gone. Goku fought against the inevitable tears he felt welling up in his throat. Everything had changed so quickly. Just this morning he had left on Flying Nimbus for a much-anticipated reunion with all of his old friends. The look on Master Roshi's face when he had introduced Gohan as his son had been priceless, not to mention Krillin and Bulma's reactions. The small grin that the memory brought slipped off Goku's face. And now, he was dead. And Gohan was gone, stolen somewhere by his evil brother Raditz. Who would have known that one man could be so strong? Even with all of their combined might, he and Piccolo hadn't been able to beat the monster. Goku ran faster trying to force out the memory of Gohan's cries as Raditz had crushed his father beneath his boots. Goku couldn't think of Gohan right now. There was nothing he could do for him. He had to save the Earth from the encroaching Saiyans. He had to get to King Kai to train. Throwing himself into his exertions, Goku tried to blot the small, innocent face from his mind. He had to face facts. There was nothing he could do. His son was already dead. Gohan looked up in terror at the man who held him, the man who was supposed to be his uncle. "'I want my daddy!' Gohan whined pitifully. He knew it would not work. Some part of him couldn't help but try, though. He'd never even imagined that people like this man could exist. People so heartless. Casually backhanding the whimpering Gohan, Raditz picked the child up by his tail and hauled him along behind him like a piece of dirty linen. Looking up as they entered a small circular room, Gohan saw a large white creature with a long, whipping tail. "'What do you have for us here, Raditz?' the creature hissed. "'My lord Frieza,' Raditz replied. "'I have come to report the treachery of Nappa and Vegeta. "'They have left your service, and claim to serve none but themselves now, my lord.' Frieza's stare was inscrutable. "'How did you come by this information, Raditz?' hissed his calm, cold voice. Raditz gathered himself visibly, then replied with barely a tremor. I was on a planet called Earth when I learned of it, searching for my pathetic younger brother Kakarot." Frieza nodded coolly, and Raditz continued more confidently, with an expression of relief. What I found was a weakling in both mind and spirit. I quickly dispatched of him Sire. I learned that Vegeta and Nappa wished to purge the planet and sell it for themselves, so I retreated as I am no match for them. There was a small gleam of suppressed rage in Frieza's eyes, but he merely smiled slightly. "'What is it that you have there, Raditz?' he asked, pointing at the still whimpering Gohan. Pathetically eager to please, Raditz swung Gohan in front of him by his tail. "'It's a gift for you, sire. It's my pathetic brother's puny offspring. half saying, he said, yanking Gohan's tail for emphasis. "'Interesting,' Frieza smiled. "'Another little monkey boy to keep me company.' Frieza reached out to take possession of Gohan's tail. "'Well, we'll have to see if you're as much fun as my last toy.' But then again, Vegeta was never really that much fun. Just when I'd start playing with him, he'd always break. Frieza grinned evilly and slammed Gohan heavily into the floor. Holding the broken child up, Frieza was disappointed to see that he was already unconscious. Tossing Gohan at Raditz, he instructed, put him in a regeneration tank and come and get me when the cycle finishes. He's really very weak. It looks like I'm going to have to build up his endurance the old-fashioned way. Chapter 1 Krillin gulped nervously as they crept towards the site where Frieza had landed. He couldn't help but wish Goku was there. Goku, where are you? It was like one thing after another for these past four years. It had all started that day on Kame Island when Goku's heritage had been revealed, and his brother Raditz had kidnapped poor little Gohan, Goku's son. Krillin smiled a bit wistfully at the thought of the child. He sometimes found himself wishing he'd gotten a chance to know the boy. It was tragic that a life could be snuffed out so quickly. Almost before you even knew it existed. Krillin knew that the boy would have grown up to be worth knowing. He was Goku's son, after all. Looking around, Krillin noticed Vegeta yelling at the others to stay quiet so Frieza wouldn't notice them. If the situation hadn't been so serious, he would have laughed at the prince's hypocrisy. It was still strange having Vegeta there. He had been the enemy once, after all. But Krillin just couldn't see him that way anymore. Not after what had happened on Namek. No matter what he pretended, Vegeta wasn't all bad. Scanning the horizon nervously, Krillin's head jerked up at a sudden surge of energy. It was much larger than Frieza, taking the other Z-Senshi's lead. Krillin flew after them. Someone stronger than Frieza. Maybe it was Goku. Krillin stood with the others, watching the strange boy in shock as his hair flared from purple to yellow. He could do what Goku could do. Did that mean he was a Super Saiyan? The z Sentry stood in awe. They watched the mysterious youth make mincemeat out of Frieza and execute his father, King Cold, without mercy, as the evil tyrant begged for his life. Then, with a flick of his wrist, he demolished Frieza's spaceship. He made it look easy. Gohan's head jerked up in surprise as he felt the high energy level outside of the spaceship. This energy level was much higher than Frieza's. Gohan fingered the golden collar about his neck. It's even higher than mine without this stupid thing on. The intensity of the power outside crackling along his spine, Gohan crouched low to the dark floor and tried his best to fight his inhibiting collar and form a shield about his small body. Curling into a ball, Gohan's mind shrieked with glee. He knew that whoever's kai he was sensing was much stronger than his was. He didn't care. Frieza was finally going to die. Even if he had to go with him, it would be worth it. Gazing at the burning wreckage, Krillin began to follow as the strange young man had beckoned. He wanted to see Goku, if this guy was telling the truth. He knew where he was, but something stopped him. In the debris of the ship, he felt a strong kai, and it was somehow... familiar. Krillin turned to the person flying next to him. Hey, Piccolo? The Namek shot a glare at the smaller human, addressing him. What do you want? Um, do you sense anything from that wreckage? Freeze a ship, I mean? Piccolo was a bit startled for a moment, then extended his kai. Indeed, something had survived the boy's blast, although whatever that something was, it was unconscious. Piccolo and Krillin broke away from the group and sat down in front of the debris of the spaceship. Piccolo warily readied a kai blast in case there was some kind of trick, as Krillin stepped gingerly through the twisted metal towards the source of the kai. What the hell are you two doing? Vegeta asked, floating down behind Piccolo. Krillin jumped at the harsh voice, and was startled to see that everyone had paused, even the mysterious boy leading them, to see what he and Piccolo were up to. Krillin held up his hand, still searching. We sensed a strong Kai source coming from the wreckage, Vegeta. We wanted to check it out. Vegeta snorted. You should have just blasted it into oblivion. Believe me, nothing good has ever come off of one of Frieza's ships. Wilma, from her perch in Yamcha's arms, rolled her eyes at the prince and snorted, That's for sure! Vegeta snarled, Damned impertinent woman! You don't value your life very much, do you? Oh, please! Yamcha, in the midst of deciding whether or not to break into the verbal tiff, when a shout came from Krillin, Hey, I found it! Krillin gasped at what he saw and reached gently down to pick up the small body laying at his feet. It was a child, A child with long, ragged black hair. He wore a battered and ripped sand bodysuit, and around his neck was a golden necklace. Hey, look at this, Krillin exclaimed, floating over to the others. Wow, it's just a little boy, Yamcha exclaimed. Everyone turned to Vegeta as he snorted. When I was his age, I was blowing up planets under Frieza's tutelage. Don't underestimate him. Looks can be deceiving. Krillin looked questioningly at Piccolo. Well? What do you think we should do? Bring him along. Everyone turned to see the mysterious young man with the purple hair floating in place. He's just a child. He's as much a victim of Frieza as anybody, I suspect, he continued. Chapter Two Krillin set the young boy down gently on a nearby rock, as they all got comfortable, preparing for the long wait until Goku arrived. The area the mysterious Super Saiyan had designated as Goku's landing site was completely deserted. There was no better place. Krillin looked at Vegeta, who had walked up beside him. Who is he? Vegeta glanced at him in annoyance, but replied, I don't know. He's after my time. As the remainder of the Z-Warriors crowded around the small boy they had rescued from Frieza's ship, Bulma stooped down to examine him. Aw, poor little baby. Reaching out, she smoothed the lock of hair from his forehead. Hey, what's this? she asked, noticing a golden glint around the boy's neck. Wow, what a pretty necklace! Vegeta snarled, hand twitching involuntarily towards his throat as he saw what she referred to. It's not a necklace, you moron! He growled. It's a collar. Reaching down, Vegeta removed the collar from the boy's neck, simply and expediently breaking it into tiny pebble-sized pieces in his strong fists. He smirked down, only to see wide black eyes staring back into his own. Gohan was tired. Was he in hell yet? Looking up, he saw an angry face staring into his own, holding the ruined remains of the hated collar that had kept him chained for so long. Quickly assessing his situation, he knew he was surrounded. Part of him just wanted to give up, let them have him. But an annoying voice in the back of his head cautioned that they might not kill him. Frieza hadn't killed him after all, and there were worse things than death. With a mad scream, Gohan powered up. They'd never take him alive. The assembled z sentient friends looked on in surprise as Gohan surged to his feet. Who was this boy? Why was he just standing there? A sudden look of decision came to the child's face, and with an unearthly scream, a blast of wind swept from his tiny body as he attacked. Unluckily for him, the first creature he targeted happened to be Piccolo. Piccolo almost gave way beneath the fury of punches that the child threw. Who is this kid? He thought in amazement having to work and work hard to keep up with the boy. Getting at a good punch, Piccolo grabbed the boy's arms and tried to restrain him. Even when Krillin jumped in on the child's madly flailing legs, holding him immobile was no easy task. With a convulsive shudder, the boy's eyes rolled back into his head and a scream tore from his throat. No, I won't let you. Leave me alone. Don't make me hurt you. Hey, it's okay, guy. Krillin tried to soothe from his position on the boy's legs. We're not going to hurt you. The boy emitted a small ironic laugh and continued to struggle it was clear he didn't believe him please he panted just let me go i don't want to not again Krillin was about to reply when a small fuzzy brown tail emerged from between the boy's legs and wrapped tightly around his throat vegeta Krillin squeaked a little help here he's obviously one of your subjects so call him off vegeta had been caught off guard at the sight of the boy's tail and was standing frozen with shock Fortunately for the battered Krillin, no intervention was necessary, as the boy stopped at the mention of Vegeta's name. As the child sagged in their arms, Krillin and Piccolo warily released him, placing him on his feet. Everyone watched in amazement as the boy cautiously approached Vegeta. "'Your name is Vegeta?' the small voice asked emotionlessly. It was odd to hear Vegeta's monotone parroted in a child's voice. Vegeta looked at the boy, his expression more unreadable than usual. "'Yes?' The small eyebrows came down, and the curious chin hardened as the boy tried to suppress his curiosity. I heard Frieza talk about you sometimes. Reaching up, the child unconsciously rubbed at his neck where the collar had lain. Thank you. For taking it off, I mean. Vegeta shot him a look, but just nodded. Hey, Vegeta? The boy asked hesitantly. Vegeta paused for a moment, then sighed. What do you want, brat? We're the same, you and me, aren't we? Vegeta studied the boy's face for a moment, then crossed his arms and set his face in his typical scowl. Yes, he answered. I thought so, the boy said, crossing his own arms. Chapter 3 Gohan looked up at the man standing across from him, Vegeta. Gohan was comfortable with letting Vegeta take control. After all, the older man had survived under Frieza for a much longer time than he had. Gohan wondered how he'd done it. Now it wasn't that Gohan minded following Vegeta's lead. It was just that he'd like to know what they were doing here. Um, Vegeta? Gohan asked tentatively. What? Is there a reason that we're all just standing out here in the middle of the desert? Yes. Is it okay if you tell me why? Vegeta sighed and glanced at the boy in annoyance. We're waiting for Kakarot to return. Oh. Vegeta? Vegeta growled, What do you want, brats? What's a kakarot? Shut up. Okay. Gohan sighed. He didn't really mind waiting, but the question was what was he going to do with himself after the whats had arrived and he was left alone? He'd thought about going home, hundreds of times, but he didn't think he could find it by himself. Besides, he didn't have a spaceship. Sure, he could get one easily enough but he didn't like hurting people, destroying things. He never had, even though it was all he knew. Gohan pushed aside his thoughts in annoyance. He could always kill himself. He certainly deserved it after all he'd done. Gohan amused himself for a while, thinking of surefire ways to kill himself, when a rumble in the sky interrupted him. He'd been in the midst of a complicated plan involving kai beams and a mountain, and was annoyed at the interruption. From out of a small ship in the center of a large impact crater, called a familiar-looking man. He had wild black hair and innocent eyes that seemed strangely familiar to Gohan. Goku! Krillin called, as he and the others flocked to the new arrival, giving him an enthusiastic welcome. Gohan stared a bit. Goku was his father's name. Turning, Gohan saw Vegeta scowling at the man rising up from out of the crater. He reached out and poked the prince in the arm. Vegeta turned to see the young Saiyan boy gazing up at him. What? Gohan leaned a bit closer and whispered, Is this Earth? Vegeta was a bit startled at the question, but answered, Yes, now leave me alone. Gohan nodded and scooted back a few paces. He was home. What was he going to do now? Goku was happy to be home, but he was surprised. How did you guys know I was here? And who beat Frieza? Was it you, Piccolo? Or was it you, Vegeta? Goku cut off in mid-sentence to stare at the boy standing near Vegeta. He wore Saiyan battle armor, a blue spandex underneath, with white and silver body armor on top. The armor was ripped to shreds, and it looked like he'd taken quite a beating. Curled protectively around his waist was a furry, brown tail. The boy looked so familiar, but it was impossible. Could it be? He was dead. He'd been dead for years, hadn't he? Hesitantly extending his kai, Goku felt tears rush to his eyes at the familiar feel of the boy's energy. "'Gohan!' he choked in amazement. The gathered crowd looked on in surprise as Goku stared at the strange boy next to Vegeta. Krillin and Bulma let out identical gasps of amazement. "'This was Gohan? But they thought he was dead!' Gohan looked up at the sound of his name. He knew his father had recognized him. Attempting a small smile, Gohan choked, "'Hello, father?' Piccolo and the others let out startled exclamations. This was Gohan? Goku's son? Wasn't he supposed to be dead? Goku let out an ecstatic yelp and raced towards his son, reaching out to hug him. He found Gohan warily backing away. Gohan was nervous. What did his father want? Did he want to punish him for leaving? A voice broke Gohan's nervous musings. I just wanted to give you a hug, son, Goku said, a worried frown returned to his face. Oh, that was it. A hug. Gohan was sure he could handle that. Oh, okay. Gohan stood stiffly as Goku wrapped his arms around him. It felt good, comforting, not dirty or painful as he had feared. Gohan's face became an emotionless mask. He felt so warm, so protected. He had to be strong. He could feel the tears threatening and struggled to get loose before the dam broke. He could feel the others crowding around him. Their concern was like a palpable force. He couldn't take it. He didn't deserve their care. If they knew what happened, what he'd done, they would hate him right now. Goku looked worriedly at his son as he struggled to get free of his arms. Quickly letting him go, he put a hand on Gohan's shoulder instead. Gohan? What's wrong, son? It's okay. You're home now. Vegeta watched the boy struggle to control himself. Legs braced apart, fists clenched to his side. Kakarot's brat. That explained a lot. At least he wasn't his. Vegeta had been a bit concerned about that. Seeing the boy about to lose it, Vegeta decided to butt in Leave him alone. Give him some space. He's not used to dealing with all of this, and you're getting to him. You try being Frieza's lackey and see how stable you turn out to be. Goku looked up, worry and compassion written in his eyes. Does that go for you too, Vegeta? Chapter 4 Goku was filled with conflicting emotions. Arriving back on Earth, what Trunks had said, finding out who Trunks' parents were, Goku grinned momentarily. Actually, that part had been kind of funny. But mostly, his thoughts were with Gohan, the son he had thought dead these past four years. At first, Goku had been overcome by joy knowing Gohan was alive. It was too much to even wish for. After that first year and all the disappointment of finding out that it was impossible to wish Gohan back to life with the Dragon Balls for some reason, He had totally given up hope. Now he knew why the wish had been impossible, of course. If only they had asked, maybe they could have gotten him back a little sooner, before he'd had a chance to get even more hurt. Goku glanced at the solemn boy flying beside him in Piccolo. That first moment of joy had worn off quickly enough at Gohan's reaction to him. And when he and Trunks had become Super Saiyans, Goku had found it impossible to ignore the anguished screams emitting from his son as Vegeta and the others had held him down. Goku felt a chill run through his body. What had happened to his son? Gone was the bright, inquisitive boy he remembered, replaced by a solemn, brooding shell with empty eyes. What had done this to him? Gohan repressed a shudder as he felt his father's gaze upon him. He had been happy, to an extent, to be back on Earth. Happy to have a family again. It was something he'd only dreamed about on all of those long, dark nights. A shining light... Salvation in the darkness that was his world. That happy dream had been shattered when he saw his father and the other man turned Super Saiyan. At first, Gohan had panicked. He knew what it was like to feel that rage flowing through his veins. He'd waited for death to come, in the form of his father, when the power took him. But it never had. That's when he had started screaming. It could be controlled. His father and the boy were obviously in control of it. And if it could be controlled, then that meant it was all his fault. Everything he had done, he had convinced himself that he wasn't responsible, that it couldn't be controlled. But there before him, as mute testimony to those comforting lies, had stood his father and the other man. They had just stood there, not destroying, not murdering. They had control. Gohan felt his body shaking uncontrollably as they approached a house. His house. What would his mother say if she knew her little boy was a murderer, knew all of the terrible things he had done, things he had thought were out of his control, but now knew, obviously, were not. Touching down on the grass, Goku felt a wave of happiness sweep over him. Chi-Chi, we're home! At the sound of Goku's yell, a pale face appeared in the doorway of the little cabin. She looked like a wraith, a shadow of the once-proud daughter of the Ox King. Goku, is... is it really you? Chi-Chi whispered, disbelieving. Goku grinned goofily and nodded. Fast enough to do a Saiyan proud, Chi-Chi was in his arms, hugging him and scolding him to never, ever do that to her again. Gently removing her arms from around his neck, Goku turned her in the direction that Gohan was standing. A look of shock, immediately replaced by recognition, flew across her face. Gohan! Chi-Chi sobbed, running up and embracing her boy. My little baby! He's back from the dead! Gohan's face grew slightly panicked as his mother embraced him. What am I supposed to do now? Do I hug her back? I I don't know what to do. Stiffening, Gohan resumed his impartial mask, unable to decide and let Chi-Chi hug him. Chi-Chi looked up to see her son staring emotionlessly over her head. Reaching up, she gently touched his cheek and he flinched. Chi-Chi was hurt. Gohan, why? Chi-Chi was cut off when Goku touched her shoulder chi Goku said hesitantly, using her old nickname. We need to talk, okay? Chi-chi got the point when she saw her husband give their expressionless son a significant glance and quietly followed him into the house without arguing. Gohan was nervous. He knew his parents were talking about him. What were they saying? Were they going to kick him out? Mulling over the possibilities, he saw the green man, his father's friend, staring at him. Piccolo cleared his throat. So, Gohan, are you happy to be back home? Gohan nodded, even though he wasn't quite sure. It was better than being with Frieza. Yes. Piccolo continued to study the boy. Piccolo was no stranger to pain and suffering, but Vegeta's sticking up for the child had really gotten to him. What could be so damaging that Vegeta would come to someone's defense? Seeing Piccolo's silent observation, Goku decided that the man wanted to ask him something. What? He asked tersely. Nervous under the penetrating gaze. Piccolo's eyes widened a bit at the rudeness, but he replied, Was it really that bad? Your time with Frieza? Gohan was startled. His mind urged him to scream, Yes! But caution took over. I don't know, he replied. I mean, I don't really remember too much from before. It's all I've ever known. Gohan shivered as a vivid memory leapt to his mind of an early training session with Zarbon. He hadn't known how to fight at all, the older man had just pounded him until he was injured enough to put into his regeneration tank. He still remembered the man's smug smile as he told him that severe injury makes sand stronger after they recover from it. Gohan's eyes went black, and shivers ran violently up and down his body as he was caught up in the flashback. It was almost like it was happening again. His mind remembered each wound, each cry that had come from childish lips. It had taken hours. Zorban liked his fun and knew how to cause severe pain without inflicting serious injury. When he was finally dragged to the regeneration tank, he had been a broken, bloodied mess. He remembered the pain of that time, the first time his tail had been broken. It certainly hadn't been the last. As Piccolo watched the boy overtaken by some strong memory, he felt something not unlike pity stir in his heart. He answered his own question, seeing the violent convulsions shaking the child's body. Yes, apparently it was that bad. Chi-Chi cried into her husband's arms as they witnessed Gohan's fit in the front yard. Gently cradling his wife, Goku whispered, It'll be okay. We're here for him. We'll make him better. I promise. Chapter 5 Gohan snuggled down under his covers. He was warm and relatively content, with a full belly for the first time in as long as he could remember. Gohan grinned a little. He'd been surprised at how much his dad had eaten at dinner. He had tried to keep his own serving modest, but had given in under his mother's urgings. When he had finally stopped stuffing himself, he had turned to see his dad staring incredulously at him. Goku had never seen someone eat more than he did. Gohan snuggled down a little more. This bed, his bed, was so comfortable. Smiling, Gohan relived his day from the time he had arrived home through dinner once again. His parents had tried to make him feel welcome. He knew they would never hurt him. Once again, Gohan found himself thinking of Goku's expression at dinner. Gohan had been shocked at how much his father had eaten, but now that he thought about it, maybe it was just a Super Saiyan thing. Oh. Super Saiyan. Gohan closed his eyes as he felt them starting to burn. Super Saiyan had been the bane of his existence for the past two years. It was the reason he had been elevated to something other than toy, or rather, in addition to toy. It was the reason for the hated gold shackle that had choked his neck. It was Super Saiyan that had turned him from unwilling victim to unwilling what? Killer? Murderer? Gohan sighed as he turned over on his side. His earlier feelings of peace and contentment had fled. He was glad. He didn't deserve peace. Happiness. Clenching his eyes shut, Gohan sought refuge in his dreams, hoping to escape the thoughts that now shattered in his brain. Hoping to escape images of Super Saiyan. He was running. He was always running, but this time he was running away from something. It was right behind him, and he knew that if he stopped or slowed down even the least bit, it would catch up to him. Gohan's feet pounded against the cold metal of the long, dark hallway as he fled. Around him blinked and buzzed the gentle sounds of the ship's computer as it processed. Fleeing into the darkness, Gohan found himself on an empty black plain. The stars shone above him with a fierce kind of brightness, but that was the only light, the angry light of the stars. Gohan paused, trying to catch his breath. The thing wasn't behind him anymore, but he knew it was there somewhere. He could feel it. Slowly backing up, Gohan ran into a solid object. Whirling around to confront it, he found... His father? Gohan smiled in relief as his mother came out beside Goku. He knew they would never hurt him. As Gohan opened his mouth to greet them, his father's happy grin melted into an angry scowl. Gohan blinked in shock as his father ascended to Super Saiyan and began to advance on him. No, father, please. Gohan couldn't help it. He didn't want his father to hurt him. Goku's expression practically blazed with fury. Why not, Gohan? Isn't this what you did? How you killed people? You could have controlled it, you know. They didn't have to die. Goku hefted a small ball of energy in his hand. You enjoyed it, didn't you, Gohan? Goku sneered. You're a murderer and a disgrace. Goku threw the ball of light in his palm, and Gohan tried to dodge, only to find his mother holding him tightly in place. Mother, what? Gohan began. Chi-Chi's sweet smile turned into an angry scowl. Hold still, Gohan. It's better off for everyone this way. You'll go to hell and have your soul erased and recycled, and your father and I won't have to live with what a monster our sweet little son has become. Gohan's heart shattered with her words. And unable to move, he turned to face the approaching ball of light. <coughs> Gohan shut up from his bed, his blanket a tangle around his legs. Breathing heavily, he tried to suppress the shudders that racked his body. What a horrible dream. His parents would never do that to him, right? They would never think that. But what if they found out? Gohan was still trying to regain control when Chi-Chi burst into the room. Gohan! Gohan! Are you all right? She gasped out, sliding to a halt and clutching her nightgown at the neck. Goku arrived mere seconds later to see Chi-Chi attempting to soothe her son, who stared up at her with wide, terrified eyes. Recalling the earlier incident with Piccolo and the others, Goku cautioned, Chi, be careful. He's upset. You don't know what he's capable of right now. Ignoring her husband's words, Chi-Chi sat down next to Gohan and pulled the boy into her arms. Gohan tried to control the shaking, but he couldn't. He felt warm arms wrap around him and looked up to see his mother holding him, a tender expression on her face and tears in her eyes. His father watched worriedly from the doorway. Gohan struggled to regain control of himself. It was just a nightmare. It wasn't like he wasn't used to nightmares. Taking deep breaths, Gohan tried, but found he just couldn't stop shaking. It was different this time. Something about having his parents tried to kill him. The hate and disappointment in their eyes really got to him. Unable to control it, Gohan gave in, sobbing into the warm shoulder of the woman holding him. He wanted his parents' love, He wanted their trust, but how could someone love him after the things he had done? Clinging tightly to his mother's shoulder, Gohan cried for several minutes. He cried because she held him, and because he knew that her love would turn to hatred if she ever found out what a monster she had for a son. Setting the now-sleeping Gohan gently down on the bed and covering him up with the blankets, Chi Chi crept quietly out of the room to find Goku still standing in the hallway. His expression was troubled. Chi-Chi smiled and stood on tiptoe to kiss her husband on the nose. jerking out of his reverie, Goku blinked down at her. What was that for, Chi-Chi? Chi-Chi smiled. It's for being a good man and for worrying about your son. Don't worry too much, though, Goku. I think we'll be all right. After all, he trusted me enough to cry on my shoulder. We've come a long way in just one day. Think about it. Just this morning, he couldn't even hug me. Chi Chi looked up to see the sad expression on her husband's normally cheerful face, slowly easing a bit at her words. It'll be okay, Goku. Eventually, he'll open up and tell us what happened. We just can't push him. He'll be okay. We'll all get through this together. Goku smiled down at the woman by his side. She was right. Thanks, Chi Chi. It's just, I've never dealt with stuff like this before. Chi Chi put a finger to his lips to hush him, lest they wake their sleeping son. Shh, I know. CHAPTER SIX Gohan woke up to warmth and a delicious smell emanating from the kitchen. Pulling on the battered remains of his armor, Gohan crept cautiously from his room and downstairs. In the kitchen sat his father at the table, drooling at Chi-Chi, who just smiled and smacked his hand with a spatula when he tried to steal a piece of bacon. Gohan couldn't help it. He giggled. Turning towards the doorway, Goku was happy to see his son smiling. It was even worth not getting the bacon— Goku grinned. Come on in, Gohan. Just watch out for your mom's spatula. As Gohan walked a bit hesitantly towards the table and sat down, Goku realized that he was still in the same clothes as the day before, which had been basically demolished. Gohan, Goku said abruptly. The boy looked up a bit startled. Yes, father? Goku smiled a bit to reassure him. I think we're going to have to go shopping for you. I'm sure you've outgrown all of your old clothes, and you'll need something besides what you've got on. What do you say? Want to go to the mall with me after breakfast? Gohan looked down at his ragged clothing in surprise. He supposed he did need something new. He'd never had to bother with it before. There'd always been a new uniform laid out for him when he'd demolished the old one. Gohan smiled shyly at his father. Sure, I'd like that. Goku grinned at his son and said in a mock whisper, Just don't let your mother find out we're going, or we'll never get out of there. Gohan smiled in delight as his mother waved a frying pan, mock-menacingly at his father. Goku, if you know what's good for you, you'll close that trap! Pretending to cower, Goku yelped. Chi-Chi sniffed and brought several large plates over and sat them down in front of her husband and her son. Well, I can't go anyway. I've got a lunch date with Bulma today. Unless, do you want me to come with you, Gohan? Chi-Chi inquired hesitantly. Gohan almost smiled. After all he'd been through, his mother didn't think he could handle a mall. It was good, in a strange way, to be considered a child again. No, it's okay, Mom. Dad and I will be fine. Gohan smiled at his mother and dug into his breakfast. Walking out the door, Gohan almost ran head on into Piccolo. Goku, who was walking beside him, did run into Piccolo. Oof! Goku exclaimed laughing. You're like a brick wall, Piccolo! Piccolo smiled slightly at this. Hey, you want to come to the mall with Gohan and me? Goku asked the Namek. We're going to buy Gohan some new clothes and stuff. Piccolo thought about it for a moment. He just finished meditating and he wouldn't have anything to do until the two got back. He shrugged. Sure, why not? Taking to the air, the trio headed for the mall. After a few minutes in the sky, Goku decided to try a gentle probe. So, Gohan, when did you learn how to fly? Last I remember, I had to rescue you from out of a tree because you were afraid you'd fall. Goku grinned. Surprisingly, Gohan grinned back. Learning to fly was one of his few happy memories. I learned when I was four, a few months after I... left. We were on a planet. I don't know what we were doing there. Anyway, Frieza gave me to some stupid foot soldiers and told them to watch me. Frieza wanted them to train me, so they were knocking me around a bit. Finally, I got tired of it and hit one of them that grabbed my tail. Gohan grinned. I knocked him across a field and into a tree. The others came after me and I was afraid, so... I just flew. Gohan grinned across at his father, who was looking a bit shocked. Wow, you were four? Goku exclaimed. That's really something. Gohan nodded, still grinning. Yeah, those foot soldiers had an awful time finding me. I know they got their asses chewed out by Frieza, and worse, but they deserved it. Goku looked a little shocked at the foul language, but Piccolo just snorted in agreement. Landing in the parking lot, the three made their way into the mall. There were so many people there. Crowded all around, shrieking children, harried parents, teenagers hanging out in the food court. Gohan looked around in amazement. He'd never seen so many people in one place before. Well, happy people at least, he mentally amended. Gohan followed his father through the crush of bodies as the three approached a clothing store. Looking around, he was surprised to see the store stocked full of geese and other fighting equipment. Gohan looked questioningly at his father. Goku smiled at his son's look and said, I thought you might be more comfortable in fighting clothes at first. They're comfortable and allow for easy movements. Besides, I was kind of hoping you'd train with Piccolo and me to fight the androids. Gohan froze a bit, a smile plastered on his face. Can I do it? Can I fight to save instead of destroy? But what if I lose control? What if I go super and they find out? Gohan nodded jerkily at his father and said, "'I'll think about it.'" Gohan picked out a few geese, two a dark blue and three more to match his father's orange. Goku, with a little help, counted out the bills to the cashier, and they left, headed for home. As Gohan flew above the city, clutching his shopping bag, he thought about his father's offer to train with him. Up until now, he had never really been trained. He had mostly tried to copy the moves of those who were sent to beat him, tried to forestall the pain a little longer. Gohan wondered what training with his father would be like. He was certain it would be like nothing he had ever experienced. He had already promised his mother that morning at breakfast that he would return to his long-forgotten studies as quickly as possible. Fighting had dominated his life for so long. Perhaps with his father's help, he could atone for his past and still fight, no matter how much he detested it. It ran through his veins. It was the only thing he knew. Perhaps, with his father's help, He could tame that fire and give it an acceptable outlet. Gohan grinned fiercely into the wind. He would train with his father. Chapter 7 Waking, Goku hurried into the bathroom to get ready. Today was the day. He'd been home for a week now, and this was it. The day he began training with his father. Gohan pulled on a long-sleeved blue shirt to hide the scars that crisscrossed his body. He didn't want to explain them, and if his parents saw them, he was sure they'd ask. He picked up his new orange gi from the counter and pulled it over his head. Gohan breathed deeply, trying to calm his nerves. He looked a lot like his father in this outfit. His mother had cut his hair a few days ago, and now it stuck up in several long spikes on the top of his head, half-mimicking his father's wild hairdo. Gohan felt his heart beating in his chest, and he started down the stairs to where his father and Piccolo already awaited him. He had to keep control today. That was going to be no easy task. For him... Fighting had always been about giving up, losing control, not maintaining it. Gohan smiled a bit nervously as he met his father in the front yard, already performing his stretches. Goku smiled up at his son as he walked out the door. You ready to get to work, Gohan? Gohan nodded weakly. He was as ready as he'd ever be. It had been like this for months. Ever since he started training with Goku, it seemed like Gohan was always on edge. He'd learned a lot of new things, and both his father and Piccolo had been surprised by his strength. Gohan knew they would be even more surprised had they known what he was hiding. Goku looked at his son as they fought. The fight wasn't intense. There was no fire in it. There never had been with Gohan. Every move seemed choreographed. Every punch calculated. It was almost as if... He was holding back. Afraid to let go. Goku frowned with worry. It had been several months now that Gohan had been home. He hadn't mentioned a word of his past, or what happened in the time he'd been with Frieza. Goku didn't want to pry, but at the same time, he knew that something was wrong. Horribly wrong. Watching the boys struggling in front of him, Goku was perplexed. Gohan didn't seem to be struggling to keep up, or evade attacks. His fighting style had been an oddly distinct mishmash when they had first started, but now his form was smooth, and he was learning to incorporate Goku and Piccolo's styles in with his own jumble making it wholly original. No, the problem was somewhere else. He seemed to be struggling against himself, or some part of himself. Gohan fought for control. He felt the power surging to the surface. It did every time he fought. His movements became jerky and sporadic as his internal struggle took precedence. Out of nowhere came a large ki Blast, hitting him straight in the chest. Gohan felt his control slipping. He knew it was a losing battle, and as his hold on the power slipped, he screamed. In agony and terror, Gohan knew without a doubt that his secret was going to be revealed. Tears streamed down his face as the rage took him, and he became a Super Saiyan. Goku was shocked. He shot a Kai Blast at Gohan in order to push him, in order to make him wake up and pay attention to the fight. It had certainly done that. Goku heard his son's terrible scream, and was buried beneath a whirlwind of kicks and punches before he knew what hit him. He was being beaten because he was just too shocked to react. Goku opened himself up and ascended to Super Saiyan. He felt the familiar golden glow about him and looked at the boy before him, rage and helpless terror written alternatingly across his face. Gohan was a Super Saiyan. Goku kicked and blocked as his son attacked him. Whoa, Gohan! Calm down! Why didn't you tell me you were a Super Saiyan? A nameless scream of rage was his only answer. Goku didn't understand. His son was a Super Saiyan, but... It seemed that somehow, he hadn't learned to control it. He was being driven by the anger that flooded his veins. Reluctantly, Goku made a decision. Dodging a monster Kai Blast shot by the infuriated Gohan, Goku appeared behind his son and hit him sharply on the side of the head with all of his strength. Catching him before he fell, Goku looked wonderingly at his once-again black-haired son's tear-ravaged face. They'd put this off too long. It was time for some explanations. Gohan looked up blearily as he opened his eyes to see his parents sitting worriedly at his bedside. "'Ugh, I feel horrible,' Gohan thought, moving his head slightly. Then he remembered Super Saiyan. He'd turned Super Saiyan and attacked his father. Gohan felt his heart clench. He'd been so happy these past few months. The training had been difficult for him, holding back the rage he felt. But he had enjoyed spending time with his father. (laughs) He'd even enjoyed studying.' Gohan turned his eyes to his parents. It was all over now. After this, he knew they'd demand an explanation. Goku looked down at his young son and saw the terror on his face. What secrets did those sad black eyes hide? Looking down, Goku saw that Gohan was waiting for him to ask. He knew what was coming. Goku sighed. This had to be done, no matter how painful it might be. Gohan had to learn to deal with his past and learn to face whatever had happened. Goku looked into his son's eyes as Chi-Chi squeezed his hand encouragingly. Gohan, it's time, son. You need to tell your mother and I about your past. We need to know what happened while you were with Frieza. Gohan's face became expressionless. He had to tell them. He'd known this day would come eventually. What would they say? Maybe his father would kill him. It might be better off that way. He certainly deserved it. Taking a deep breath, Gohan kept his face steady. He would take what was coming to him. He wouldn't beg for acceptance or understanding. No one could understand. He couldn't expect them to. Goku watched as his son's face became remote and expressionless. He leaned forward a bit as Gohan opened his mouth and spoke in an empty, emotionless voice. When Raditz kidnapped me, he gave me to Frieza as a pet. Grimly amused, a corner of Gohan's mouth twitched up, and he turned to face Goku. Hence the collar that Vegeta pulled off me. He called me his Little Monkey Boy. I was an amusing toy to him, I think. He spent a lot of his spare time training me. Gohan fought down the revulsion that the memories brought and continued. His training usually consisted of beating me until I was nearly dead and then throwing me in a regeneration tank to heal. Gohan heard his mother gasp, but ignored it. She'd know how much he deserved those beatings before too long. Frieza always liked to tell me how severe injury caused a Saiyan to grow stronger. It must have been true, because I did. Gohan felt the tears welling in his eyes. He had wondered why Gohan always wore a long-sleeved shirt under his gi. Perhaps now he had the answer. Gohan continued. When I was around six years old, I first became a Super Saiyan. Goku's eyes widened with shock. Wow, you turned Super Saiyan at six? How did Frieza keep you under control? Gohan laughed mirthlessly. It was the collar. Up until then, I would thought he just used it to humiliate me. He even had a little golden leash he'd towed me around on sometimes. But no, the collar. It was some kind of device used to suppress Kai. He controlled me with it. Gohan suppressed a shudder. It was now or never. They had to know the truth. He couldn't keep it from them any longer. The first person I killed as a Super Saiyan was Raditz. Goku's eyes widened at that, and Chi-Chi grasped his hand a bit tighter. The first? She whispered. Gohan's head jerked a bit at the sound of her voice, and then his eyes returned to a spot on the ceiling. Tears ran in thin streams down the emotionless mass that covered his face. Yes, the first. As you saw outside, Father, I can't control Super Saiyan. Frieza knew that. After the first time I transformed, Frieza would take me to a planet he wanted purged, and he would... do things. Things to make me angry. At first it was things to me. I became immune to that after a while. I could kind of block it out when it happened to me. After a while, he started doing things to other people to make me angry. It was something different each time, but he always knew which buttons to push. Goku looked on in horror as what his son was saying started to dawn on him. Gohan continued. It was flowing out now, everything he'd always wanted to tell them. His darkest secrets, everything he hated and feared the most. Turning to look his father in the eye, Gohan stated expressionlessly, I purge planets for Frieza, father. I'm a murderer, millions if not billions of times over. I killed innocents trying to defend their homes. Oblivious to the tears now drenching the neck of his shirt where they had soaked in, Gohan kept going. I couldn't control Super Saiyan. I still can't. I thought maybe it couldn't be controlled until I saw you and Trunks control it. That's why I reacted the way I did. Goku thought back to his son's agonized screams when he had first turned Super Saiyan in front of him. Gohan. Goku reached out to touch his son's shoulder, only to have him wince away. Do you hate me? Gohan asked, trying to remain distant, but a terrible agony shone in his dark eyes. Goku reached out and pulled his shuddering son into his arms. He felt as if his heart would break. Thinking back to his fight on Namek with Frieza, Goku felt himself, for the first time in his life, regretting that show of mercy. Stroking Gohan's hair, Goku hummed a gentle tune to soothe his son. Turning, he saw his wife, her face as tear-streaked as his own, holding her hands across her mouth to stifle her sobs. Rocking Gohan gently back and forth, Goku mentally cursed Frieza for hurting his son, for forcing his son to hurt others, but mostly for convincing Gohan that it was his fault, for convincing his son that he was a murderer. Gohan's mind roiled replaying the terrible images of frightened faces and peaceful cities laid to ruin. The looks of terror on frightened faces, right before he had killed them. It might have helped, had he known that they hadn't blamed him. Had he known the pity that his victims had felt for the golden boy who had come to kill them, with unbearable agony screaming out from his eyes, and tears coursing down his cheeks. Then again, it might not have. Chapter 8 It'd been over a week since Gohan's startling confession. Although his parents had tried to coax him back to his studies and his training, he just seemed to have no heart for it. It was like something inside of him had finally broken. Goku stared sadly at his son lying curled up on the couch, his arms wrapped around his knees, drawing them into his chest. His eyes stared blankly at nothing. Goku knew he was having some sort of flashback. The flashback seemed to occur with greater frequency since he had told his parents. Some detached portion of Gohan's mind mused. At the moment, he was reliving a scene on a once-beautiful planet with a green sky, now desolate and oddly silent. The sky's pale aqua dimmed to a harsh gray by smoke. Gohan stood in the midst of the wreckage. Super Saiyan had left him, and he was covered in blood. Some of it was his own. Most of it was not. From a nearby pile of rubble, Gohan heard a frantic scraping. Stumbling over, he pulled a piece of cement off of the pile to reveal a little girl. She had long blue hair that reminded him of someone he'd met once. At the time, he hadn't known who, though now he recognized the person that she resembled as Bulma. Gohan reached in and carefully lifted her out of the debris. Are you okay? He whispered, knowing that he himself was the monster that had destroyed everything she had ever known and loved. The girl nodded. A slight smile crept to her face as she opened her mouth to reply, When? Review. Gohan felt the small body jerk in his arms as a kai beam pierced neatly through the girl's skull. Whirling, Gohan found himself confronted with Zarbon, who sarcastically blew an imaginary wisp of smoke from his fingertip. He smiled cruelly down at the boy before him. You failed in your mission, monkey, he mocked. I had to clean up after you. The man sneered pointing at the still body in Gohan's arms. Gohan felt his rage rising, and he knew that had it not been for the inhibiting collar, which pulsated around his neck, he would have gone Super Saiyan again. Zarbon smirked and drove a fist into Gohan's stomach, causing him to drop the girl's now lifeless body. Time for your punishment, monkey boy! The man laughed cruelly. Purged means purged! Zarbon grunted, punctuating each word with a blow. Gohan gasped and let out a breath as the memory finally faded into darkness. That had been the point at which he finally lost consciousness. Sitting carefully up, Gohan found his father staring at him. He'd been doing that a lot these last couple days. Gohan wondered whether he was having second thoughts about forgiving his murderous offspring. Gohan wouldn't have blamed him. Goku looked at his son as the boy stared at him with those blank, unreadable eyes. That was the thing he missed the most about the old Gohan. The joy that had shone out from those eyes. To see it replaced by this cold blankness was heart-wrenching. Goku hoped fervently that his plan would work. Perhaps it might help. Perhaps someday, it might even restore a glimpse of happiness to those eyes that had seen far too much. Gohan looked up as his father stood. What did he want? Goku smiled at his son. He looked confused. For once, he expressed a normal emotion for a boy his age. Smiling, Goku said, Gohan, I need you to come with me somewhere, okay? It's a short trip, but important, and I want you with me. Gohan shrugged and followed as Goku stepped into the front yard. He would do anything his father asked of him. Goku put his hand up in the air and whistled. He had faith in his son. He called, Come to me, Flying Nimbus! Gohan was startled. What was his father doing? After only a few seconds, his question was answered. However, as a fluffy golden cloud descended from the sky to rest before them. It looked... familiar. Piccolo stood against the side of the building. He knew what Goku was doing. It was a big risk. Only those with the purest of hearts could ride flying Nimbus. Even Bulma, a relatively good person, couldn't ride. How could he expect this child with the weight of so many deaths on his soul to still remain pure enough to satisfy Nimbus? Goku looked at his son and took a breath. Well, Gohan, pop on! Gohan looked at his father strangely. He remembered riding this cloud when he was a child. But what was the use now that he could fly? Gohan opened his mouth to speak, but Goku put up a restraining hand. Please, Gohan. I'll explain later. Gohan shrugged and leapt into the air, landing in the middle of the fluffy golden mass with a bounce. Goku smiled and nodded to himself. He'd known it. He'd also known that Gohan wouldn't believe it from him, since he was his father. Goku turned to see Piccolo standing against the house, shock evident on his normally expressionless face, and grinned. Hey, Piccolo! You want to go visit Master Roshi with me and Gohan? Piccolo nodded slightly, and Goku hopped onto Nimbus behind Gohan. As they flew towards the Turtle Hermit's island, Piccolo couldn't help but look at the silent boy beside him in wonder. You sure are something, kid. Arriving at Master Roshi's island, Goku grinned to see Krillin practicing his kamehameha against the ocean, and Roshi, as usual, sprawled out on a recliner with a girly magazine draped over his eyes. Goku grinned mischievously and yelled, Master Roshi! Krillin, who was walking up to greet them, grinned as he saw his master go flying head over heels into the sand. Rubbing his head, Roshi glared up through his sunglasses. Oh, it was Goku. Hopping off Nimbus, Goku smiled at his old master. Hey there, Master Roshi! Roshi mumbled a greeting, still a bit sore about being awoken from that wonderful dream. Goku grinned and nudged the solemn Gohan, who was still kneeling silently on Nimbus. Hey, hop off for a second, will ya, son? Gohan obediently got off. What was his father doing? He looked at Goku with growing curiosity as his father addressed Krillin and the turtle hermit. Hey, would you guys mind getting on Nimbus for me for a second? Roshi blushed and mumbled something about not wanting to, while Krillin looked curiously up at Goku and spoke. "'You know we can't do that, Goku. Only the pure of heart can ride on Flying Nimbus. I wasn't pure enough when I was just a little kid. I'm certainly not now. As for Master Roshi...' Krillin shook his head as he watched the old pervert scramble around, tidying up his magazines. "'Well, let's just say he's not pure enough either.' Piccolo watched closely as Gohan's head jerked up at Krillin's words. He saw a tiny smile spread on Goku's face at Gohan's expression. "'Come on, Krillin. Just try it for me, okay?' Goku asked. Krillin shrugged. All right, but you and I both know what's going to happen. Krillin jumped into the air and came straight down on Flying Nimbus' fluffy golden surface and kept going. Oof! Krillin hit the ground with a thud, landing on his feet, but just barely. Turning, he was about to ask Goku what this was all about when he noticed the tears that had gathered in young Gohan's eyes. Krillin shot a concerned look at Goku and asked hesitantly, Is Gohan all right? To his surprise and his relief, Goku smiled and nodded. Yes, Krillin. I think he's going to be just fine now. Lifting his son, Goku placed the shocky boy on the surface of the golden cloud and hopped on behind him. Thanks for your help, Krillin! Goku called as Nimbus, trailed by Piccolo, sped into the distance. Krillin scratched his head and frowned. Um, you're welcome? Turning his back onto the receding trio, Krillin sought out Master Roshi, still not quite sure what had just happened. Chapter 9 Gohan was nervous, though he didn't show it. He smiled up at the big green man next to him and allowed himself some amusement as he listened to his mother rant at his father. It had been a nerve-wracking three years. With Nimbus's testimony, Goku had been able, with time, to convince Gohan that he wasn't the walking hole of evil he had thought himself to be. Despite all of the things that had been done to him, all of the things that he himself had done, his heart still remained pure and selfless, like a pearl floundering in a cesspool, Son Gohan's soul ached for goodness. It was partly that ache, and partly some inner core of remorse-driven guilt, that had led him to work so hard these last few years. His studies, his training, Gohan excelled in everything he did. He felt he had to. After all, even if he hadn't meant to be, he was ultimately the cause of countless deaths. The weight tugged at his soul, like Piccolo's heavy training weights tugged at the Namekian's body. He had to, somehow, atone make his life a worthy sacrifice. Although he was relatively content, and a bit excited to get on their way, Gohan was still anxious and somewhat disappointed in himself. No matter what he tried, no matter how long he trained, he still couldn't seem to master Super Saiyan. At first, he hadn't even wanted to try. It was too haunting. His guilt and his desire for atonement drove him, however, and for the last year and a half, he had struggled to master his nightmare. He just couldn't seem to do it. Oh, he could easily allow himself to become a Super Saiyan. That was no problem. The difficulty lay in harnessing the rage. It was like he was stuck in an endless loop. Transforming brought with it a flood of memories. Memories which fired his rage. The more he fought for control, the more he recalled what his lack of control had resulted in. In the past, which resulted in yet more memories. Every bout in his Super Saiyan form to date had either resulted in him being knocked unconscious by Goku, or standing at a trembling face off with himself until his mind was finally overwhelmed with indecision and overloaded, causing him to faint. Startled from his thoughts, Gohan smiled as his mother swept him up in a hug. Any other ten, almost eleven year old boy would probably have shied away or become embarrassed, but not Gohan. He'd gone enough years without hugs to learn to appreciate them. Following after his father, Gohan sent a quick prayer up to Kami. Let me be ready. They were going to fight the androids. Arriving at the plateau where the others awaited, Gohan stood nervously out of the way while his father greeted all of his old friends. Smiling, he noticed a little purple-haired infant in Bulma's arms. It reminded him of... Oh. Gohan felt the pit drop out of his stomach as the baby squealed, sending a rush of familiar memories up to his brain. Stumbling over to the rock face, Gohan sank down, his knees pulled up to his chest. He had come to recognize the feeling when one was coming, over the last few years, but he still didn't know how to stop them. Attempting to appear casual, Gohan allowed himself to be swept away on the wind of old memories. It never did any good to fight them anyway. Piccolo watched, a bit concerned, as Gohan stumbled over to the wall and sank down. To all normal appearances, Gohan seemed to just be resting, His eyes closed, against the rock. Piccolo knew better, however, from the tiny signals he received, eyelashes fluttering as if they were seeing something, muscles twitching almost imperceptibly. Piccolo could tell that the boy was experiencing yet another flashback. Suddenly, Gohan gave a small sigh and opened his eyes. Piccolo was relieved. It wasn't right, somehow. It wasn't right that the boy should be so haunted. Gohan opened his eyes and sighed with relief. He was glad it was over. He glanced at the baby that had sparked the memory. Even caught up in the flashback, he had heard them say it was Vegeta's child. Just a child. Then and there, Gohan made a silent vow. Up to this point, his goal had been to live his life and fight the androids for the sake of those whose lives he had taken. That was still his goal, but he had just added a new one to it. He would fight for the sake of that child. He would fight so that no other child had to know what he knew. So that Vegeta's child could actually be a child as his father and Gohan had not been able to. Still feeling strained from his memories, Gohan made a promise. There'd be no more monsters. He was the last. Goku looked up to see fire and determination in Gohan's eyes. He wasn't sure what had caused it, but he was well pleased. The past three years had seen the solemn, broken boy transformed into something else. He wasn't quite healed. Goku didn't know if he'd ever be, but he could live, and he could fight. Goku would always be there for him. Goku frowned as in the distance he caught sight of two specks floating in the air. They were people, flying, yet he couldn't sense their kais. Looking grimly at his friends, Goku nodded to the pair in the sky as they descended into the city below. It was time to fight the androids. Gohan watched from the side lanes as his father fought the evil Android 19. At first he had thought the thing looked sort of funny, like an evil marshmallow with blue eyes and poor fashion sense. Quickly, however, Gohan had come to fear him. Gohan looked on as his father struggled against the evil being. He just couldn't understand it. It shouldn't be like this. Goku should have been able to beat this guy no problem. But there was a problem. His father was being beaten. Gohan had seen enough battles in his short life to be able to calculate the odds in them. When this fight had started, Gohan would have had no problem predicting that Goku be the winner, hands down. Watching now, Gohan saw his prediction reversed. He felt the rage growing within him that someone would do this to his father, the man who had loved and understood him so much over the last few years, the man who hadn't batted an eye at the few horrors that Gohan had let slip about his past, the only person in the world besides his mother who knew completely what he was and still accepted him. Feeling the rage reaching critical mass within him, Gohan struggled against turning Super Saiyan. Part of him gnashed and tore at the change he had put on the power, but the sane, rational part screamed at him for control. And if there was one thing he didn't have in Super Saiyan, it was definitely control. Gohan's struggle was decided for him as a golden blur appeared and knocked Android 19 into a nearby mountain. It was Vegeta. Gohan let himself sag a bit. He would let Vegeta handle this. A detached part of Gohan's mind distantly observed that here was yet another person who had ascended to Super Saiyan and who was obviously in control. Gohan watched as Vegeta smirked down at Goku. His ears buzzed with rage as Vegeta mocked the fallen Saiyan, then kicked him towards the rest of the Z fighters. Gohan phased in before he had flown more than two feet and caught his battered father in his arms. Vegeta smirked at the angry boy, staring up at him. Well, what are you waiting for, Brett? Get that fool-his-heart medicine. I need him to get better. If anyone kills Kakarot, it's going to be me. Gohan struggled to control his anger. His kai fluctuated wildly as his mind was gripped with rage. Vegeta positioned Goku over his back. Gohan turned to Vegeta. "'Don't mess with my father, Vegeta,' he said in a low, deadly voice. Vegeta was a bit startled as he saw the boy's eyes flash back and forth from green to black. He felt a twinge of respect. "'Get him out of here, brat. Gohan's eyes flared green again as he reiterated, "'Don't mess with my father!' Turning, Gohan leapt into the air, headed for home, carefully shielding his father from the wind." Gohan thought of Vegeta and the rage the older man concealed within. Remembered his promise earlier that day on the cliff face where this all began. Gohan swore once again to himself that they were the last. There would be no more monsters. Chapter 10 Gohan sat at his father's bedside. He could hardly stand to, but there he sat. Every time his father screamed, it felt as if someone was digging at his soul with their fingernails, raking and scarring his heart. Goku had, all unknowingly, become the most important person in Gohan's life. He taught him everything that Gohan valued in himself. Everything good that was in him had come from his parents, but mostly from his father. As Goku's pained cries rang out through the cabin, Gohan fumbled for the little glass bottle that held his father's life. Carefully unstoppering the vial, Gohan brought it close to Goku's lips while Chi-Chi tried to calm his thrashing. Several seconds after the cold blue liquid trickled down his throat, Goku's expression calmed and grew peaceful once again. Gohan couldn't stand it. His father was the best and kindest man alive. He didn't deserve to be lying here, helpless, screaming in agony. For the first time in a long time, Gohan sent a wish out to the world. Please, please just let my father get better. I don't know what I'd do without him. It was a measure of the change in Gohan that he could even make a wish. He thought he'd given up on wishes a long time ago after learning the hard way that they never came true. But his father had taught him different. Sometimes wishes were answered, and Gohan fervently hoped that this would be one of those times. Thinking back, Gohan fondly remembered the last few years, and all his father had done for him. It had been hard at times, but it had also been fun. He'd had a birthday party, the first he could remember, when he walked into the kitchen that morning, and his mother and father had smiled and wished him a happy birthday. He had been surprised. Slightly embarrassed, he had admitted that he hadn't known that the day was his birthday. Goku had smiled and reassured him that there was nothing to be embarrassed about. They had gone out to spar as usual, but had stopped early. Gohan had been surprised when they'd returned home to find the house decorated and the table set with all of his favorite foods. Another table had been set off to the side, and on it rested several brightly wrapped packages. Gohan had been confused at first. He hadn't known what was happening. He had looked to Goku for answers, and his father had clapped a hand on his shoulder, somehow sensing his confusion. This is for you, Gohan. It's a birthday party. To celebrate the day you were born, he had said. At the time, Gohan had been shocked. All of this was for him? They did this all to celebrate his being born? At that moment, he had been overcome with such a rush of emotions that he'd hardly known how to deal with them. A party to celebrate his existence? Confusion and embarrassment quickly faded and were washed over with love and happiness. Here, in this place, people were happy that he was alive. He had quickly adjusted to Krillin and the Ox King, who had also attended the party, and had realized that it was possible to feel affection for someone you weren't related to, as he watched Piccolo stand in the corner alone and unspeaking, but there nonetheless. Gohan sighed, watching his father now sleeping peacefully. His strong face was unmarred by lines, and he looked for all the world as if he were just taking a nap. Gohan felt his heart leap to his throat as he heard the front door rattle. Jumping to his feet, he fell into a defensive stance before his father. The door burst open to reveal Krillin and the boy from the future, the other Super Saiyan. Krillin smiled reassuringly at Gohan. It's okay, Gohan. It's just us. But we need to move Goku. The androids are on their way here. Gohan's eyebrows shut up. You mean you didn't defeat them? But that guy, he pointed to Trunks, and Vegeta are Super Saiyans. Krillin shook his head. It doesn't make any difference. We were crushed. Goku is our only hope. Gohan looked down at his sleeping father. He was the hope for this world. Gohan looked up as the boy from the future spoke to Chi-Chi. We have to get Goku out of here. We're taking him to Kame House until he gets better. Chi-Chi nodded firmly. Let's get going. Gohan arranged himself a bit more comfortably in the seat of the jet. From the front of the plane, Krillin called to the young man who was pacing in the back. Come on, sit down, Trunks. You're making me feel more nervous than I already am, and that's quite a feat. Smiling, Trunks strapped himself in across from Gohan, only to see the boy staring at him curiously. What is it? Trunks asked. Why was he looking at him like that? Gohan was surprised, but not unduly. Trunks, you're Vegeta's son. Trunks hesitated a moment, then nodded. Why not? It seemed that his secret was out. Everyone else already knew. Yes, I'm Vegeta's son from the future, a future where the androids have destroyed everything. I'm here to stop that from happening to this world. I can't save my own world, but maybe I can save this one. Gohan saw his own sadness reflected in Trunks' blue eyes. Here was someone else who knew what it was to be helpless, unable to affect your own destiny. I know what you mean, Gohan replied hesitantly. I want to save this world, too. Gohan bit his tongue before he could say, for once. Trunks looked at the small boy sitting across from him, his sensei as a child. He was startled to see the haunted look he knew so well present in the child's eyes as well, remembering how they had found the boy's battered body in the rubble of Frieza's ship. Trunks lost his surprise. This Gohan may never have had to deal with androids ripping apart his world, but his eyes held the same sag that told Trunks' worlds had indeed ridden on his shoulders, and he knew the pain of failing them. Or worse. Smiling, Trunks reached over to clap Gohan on the shoulder, a bit surprised as the young boy jumped. I can see we've got a lot in common, Gohan. In my timeline. In my timeline, you are my sensei. You were a brave fighter like your father, and you fought valiantly against the androids. You have the same look in your eyes as the Gohan I knew. You're stronger than you know, Gohan. We won't fail. Gohan was a bit shocked. The man seemed to know his fears. Looking up, Gohan gazed into the purple-haired youth's eyes. Seeing the dark secrets floating beyond that pale blue, Gohan understood. Trunks knew his fears because he shared them. Giving a small smile, Gohan said, I'm sure you're right, Trunks. We'll succeed. Chapter 11 Gohan tapped his shoe. Tap, tap, tap. He could hardly contain his frustration. He wanted to be doing something. Anything. Instead, he sat here at Kame House, while Trunks and the others went to investigate the odd Kai they had sensed. Gohan felt a shiver run up and down his body. It was too horrible. He knew the decision to leave him had been the right one. From the moment Gohan had felt it, he'd been a mess. Frieza's Kai. Gohan's mind was a whirl with anger, frustration, hopelessness, terror. What if Frieza was back? What if he had somehow survived and returned to reclaim him? Gohan knew that it was irrational. It was impossible. Even if Frieza really had returned, there was no way he could defeat two Super Saiyans. Vegeta and Trunks. Colorless as he now was, Gohan could even protect himself, if it came down to it. Yet still, when he had first felt that familiar Kai... Gohan gave a small growl of frustration and embarrassment at what his reaction had been. He and Trunks had just returned from observing the time machine that Bulma had told them about, and the strange shell of the creature that they had found near it. Entering the house, Gohan had been about to speak to his mother when he had felt it. Gripped by terror, Gohan had gasped and fallen shaking to his knees, confusion and panic surging through his body. The others had gathered around him, concerned. He had barely been able to speak. Luckily, he hadn't had to, as they had felt it as well, a second later. Gohan dug his fingers into the cushions of the couch he sat on and rocked back and forth. Tap, tap, tap. He felt like he was going crazy. He didn't blame the others for leaving him behind, Not after he had been overtaken by a trembling flashback right there on the floor, in front of them all. That was what was so humiliating about it all. When he had finally pulled himself back together, he had no answers for their questioning stares. What was he to tell them? That he had just relived being virtually disemboweled by Frieza? That his pained screams were a result of feeling his intestines slide slowly through his fingers and having them stuffed roughly back inside as he was flung into a regeneration chamber? That Gohan's moment of defiance had resulted in Frieza having a temper tantrum and blowing up a star system? No. He had no answers to give them. Sometimes silence was kinder than the truth. Gohan ran a hand roughly through his hair. Yes, the decision to leave him behind had been the correct one, but it didn't stop him from being agitated. Gohan wanted to scream, almost. He was being pulled in two separate directions. One part of him wanted to go find this Frieza-Kai lookalike and demolish it. Wipe it out of existence. Another part whimpered at the thought and wished more than anything that his father would wake up so he could cower behind him. Gohan sternly suppressed that part. No, he wished for his father to get better so they could fight and defeat the androids. Nothing more. Gohan sighed and put his head in his hands. He sometimes wondered, was this legacy of terror his destiny or his punishment? Almost an hour later, still in his contemplative position, Gohan was startled out of his thoughts as the house shook. Rushing quickly outside, an involuntary smile leapt to his face. There, on the beach, stood his father, alive and looking healthy once again. Gohan watched in subdued joy as his mother came flying across the beach and threw herself into Goku's arms. He even laughed a little as Goku tossed his wife a little too high in the air. In his efforts to prove his health, he caught her with ease. Gohan felt the fears and worries of the past days begin to be soothed away by the mere presence of the man before him. His father was well again. Things were going to be okay. Frieza or no Frieza. Gohan paced worriedly in front of the room of spirit and time. He wasn't worried about training in there. No matter how harsh it was, he was confident that he had suffered worse. No, it was the flickering Kai from the earth below that worried him. When his father had stopped him from going down to assist Piccolo, Gohan had been confused. Over the past three years, he had come to respect the Namekian. Thinking on it, Gohan had concluded that Piccolo was the first one he could truly call a friend, and his father had stopped him from coming to his aid. The blow had been a shock. When Gohan had openly defied his father and tried to fly to Piccolo's aid, Goku had struck him. Of course, Goku had struck him before. They did spar together, but never as a form of punishment, and moreover, he had never, not once, spoke harshly to him. The words had stilled Gohan more than a thousand blows would have. Gohan stopped his pacing to gaze at Goku, whose jaw was clenched in frustration. Gohan knew his father cared. It was just so hard to sit there and do nothing. Tien's kai was fading, just as Piccolo's had. Gohan blinked in surprise as Goku struggled to his feet with an oath and disappeared. His heart clenched with hope. Perhaps... Gohan jumped back in shock as his father appeared with one arm around Tien, and his other hand grasping the arm of, PICCOLO! Gohan felt a surge of happiness as he watched his father give the two wounded fighters a Zen He hadn't realized how hard it would be to see a friend die. Gohan turned his attention back to the time room. He knew Piccolo wouldn't appreciate his tears, and his turned back gave him ample time to wipe them clear. Gohan tried to shake it off. Piccolo was okay. He needed to concentrate on the training that would ensure his friends remained that way. Soon, Gohan would be in that room alone with his father for a year. The idea held a certain attractiveness for Gohan. He desperately wanted to spend time with his father. On the other hand, it contained his horror. For Gohan's goal was to train to defeat the androids, and this new menace, this creature called Cell, in order to do that, Gohan's mission when he entered the room of spirit and time was nothing less than mastery. His mission was control. Control of Super Saiyan. Gohan clenched his fists and repressed a shudder. He stared at the door to the time room, as if he could force Vegeta and Trunks to emerge by his will alone. He knew he would experience pain when he entered. Pain was no stranger to Gohan, but this time the pain had a purpose, and the purpose had a face. His father and Piccolo's faces swam before Gohan's vision, accompanied by a multitude of others. He would obtain it. I can do this. I'll do it for you, father, and for you, Piccolo. Chapter 12. Gohan walked into the now vacant room behind his father, and as he was struck by the vast emptiness of it, he knew that the task before him would be harder than he had thought. The brand new Saiyan body armor that Bulma had made them all had dredged up more than a few bad memories for Gohan. It went tumbling to the floor as he placed the feeling of unease that the horrible whiteness caused. It was his first. There are many firsts in life that people keep track of first loves, first dances, first kisses. The first that Sun Gohan was now recalling, however, was not one of these warmly cherished firsts that are held close to the heart for bleak future days. The vast empty whiteness of this place reminded Gohan of a first that he would gladly forget. The first time he purged a planet. The sky had been white. Perhaps that's what brought forth the memory. Perhaps it was the silence. It had been silent after he had finished. The flames licking at the sky had made no sound. He'd been too far away to hear their roar. Even had he been close enough to hear, Gohan doubted he would have. All he remembered that day was the white of the sky and the sound of his heart pounding wildly in his ears. Gohan took a shaky breath and stood to pick up his uniform that had fallen to his feet. Turning, he saw his father looking at him quizzically and gave him a shaky smile of reassurance. Gohan distractedly removed the top of his gi and sat down on one of the beds to remove his boots. Goku studied his son as he sat to put on his new armor. When they had entered the room, a flash of remembrance had passed over his face, and for just a second those eyes had been shadowed with unfathomable grief. Goku watched Gohan pull off his gi, and was surprised by the preponderance of scars that were etched onto the boy's young body. Saiyans did not scar easily. For a Saiyan to scar, the injury had to be nearly life-threatening. There were literally dozens of scars covering Gohan's chest and arms, and when the boy bent over to unfasten his boots, Goku saw clear signs of beatings crisscrossing his back. Goku felt his stomach clench for his son. After that first day, when he had revealed his past, Gohan had never said much more. A few times, always after some severe flashback, he had let slip a few details, but Goku could always see how he regretted those slips. Studying Gohan's solemn demeanor, Goku decided to try to probe a little into his past. Goku was no fool. Gohan's inability to control Super Saiyan was not physical. The first time someone turned Super Saiyan, there was always a struggle against the rage, but it should have been no problem for Gohan to learn control. Gohan's problem was that he had fought Super Saiyan all the way, and when it had finally been achieved, he had not wanted control. Control would only have meant that the colored Gohan would have had to consciously murder. Gohan was still fighting Frieza, He just didn't know it. Goku cleared his throat. Gohan? Gohan looked up startled. He had been lost in his thoughts and memories of a cold white sky filled with smoke and the screaming whine of his newly acquired power rushing through his veins. Huh? Goku chose carefully. The lashes covering Gohan's back were obviously not the appropriate topic to begin with. Besides, they were too obvious. Goku walked over to his son and sat down on the bed beside him. He pointed to a long gash running the length of Gohan's collarbone. Where'd you get this one, Gohan? Gohan was momentarily confused. His father had never pried into his past before. Looking up into Goku's serious eyes, Gohan realized that perhaps this was more than simple prying. Goku looked intent, yet understanding. For some reason, Gohan felt himself wanting to open up. After all, that scar had an interesting story to it. Gohan smiled a bit. Actually he said, reaching up to itch the scar in a nervous gesture. That one was an accident. Well, as much of an accident as it could be, I suppose. Goku raised a questioning brow and nodded for Gohan to continue, settling back a bit onto the bed to listen to the story. Gohan grinned. It was right after I learned how to fly. I had been caught and returned to the ship, and the guards brought me straight to Frieza. They made the mistake of letting me go, however, and I used my new skills and flew up near the ceiling. Goku laughed a little guards weren't too smart. Gohan smiled and shook his head. No, they weren't. Anyway, none of them could fly, so eventually they resorted to trying to shoot me down. I dodged for a bit, but eventually I was hit. I fell right out of the air and onto Frieza's head. He was in his transformation with those horrible horns, and it just sliced my shoulder right open. I was in a lot of pain at the time, and I had somehow managed to kick Frieza in the head when I fell on him and gave him a bloody nose. Gohan's grin faded a bit. That's how I got this one he said pointing to a large circular gouge in his ribcage. I don't think Frieza liked that I could give him a bloody nose, even by accident. Goku grimaced a bit at the severity of the second scar. He was quite sure that there was a matching scar on Gohan's back where Frieza's horn had broken through the other side. Gohan, however, was smiling again and pointing out another scar, telling a rather funny story of a six-year-old Gohan trying to hijack a Ginyu Force space pod. After a few more stories, Gohan fell silent, and Goku took up the thread of conversation, pointing to a jagged scar that ran across Gohan's left shoulder. "'What about this one?' he asked. Goku realized he'd made a mistake when Gohan's liveliness died, and he paled rapidly. In almost a whisper, he answered, "'That... that one was given to me by a strong warrior. A very strong warrior. He was... his planet's defender.' Gohan rubbed absently at the cut as if to rub it away. He gave it to me right before I killed him. Gohan looked into his father's eyes. Right before I killed them all. Everyone on the planet. Gohan felt his organs quiver in remembrance. The man, he had been so brave. Gohan had fought him as a Super Saiyan. It had been the third time he had changed. Gohan remembered each time he had changed for Frieza. He might not remember each face, but every planet, every race, was imprinted on his memory. Twenty-three in all in the period of the two years he had been a Super Saiyan under Frieza. Luckily, Frieza had been injured, by Goku, Gohan had later learned, and the purgings had slowed while Frieza was rebuilt. Then had come the return to Earth and Frieza's destruction. Goku sat silently as Gohan shook his head and pulled on his new Saiyan bodysuit, hiding his physical scars almost as well as the smile plastered on his face covered the mental ones. Goku walked slowly over to where he had left his own armor and began to pull it on. They had work to do. Goku only wished that Bulma's new armor could protect his son from the battles he saw in the future. Goku knew that some wounds couldn't be prevented. He only hoped he was a skilled enough surgeon to operate when those wounds were inevitably revealed. It was easier by far to fix a broken rib than a broken heart.